0: From Trimble Construction, you're listening to The Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello and welcome back to The Connected Construction Show. I'm your host, Matt Sprague. Thank you all for tuning back in, listening watching first-timers returners very excited to have you all back um, shows we've had thus far have been absolutely fantastic and this is gonna be no different I am excited to introduce uh, Bupinder Singh so Bupinder is the former chief product officer at Bentley systems uh, he's a current board member for earth solutions and he's a principal at uh, in-twin insights and we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit about in in-twin. Win, uh, momentarily, but first and foremost, welcome to the show,
1: Bupinder. Thanks so much, Matt. Glad to uh, be a part of this uh, wonderful effort you have. I appreciate you taking the time. So, um,
0: tell us. We start every show this way. It's a, it's a, it's it's about the guests. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your background. Um, you know where your journey has brought you uh, in, in the industry, and, and what your passions are uh, in the industry. I just threw a lot at you, so if you <laughs> miss something, that. I'll I'll follow up.
1: Happy to do that. Matt. Before I jump into me, I want I want to congratulate you on. I, I love the word connected construction, and I've looked at some of your you know stuff that you've done already, and I think it's wonderful to have this as an initiative that's sort of industry based. And trying to increase the ambient knowledge of everybody and all participants, and I think that's a, that's a great effort. So congratulations on that, Matt.
0: Thank you, and I I I like that term, ambient <laughs> knowledge. That I'm gonna, I'm going <laughs> to use that. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, and uh, my background is interesting. Uh, it's sort of a combination of uh, from an education perspective, uh, computer science and structural engineering. Actually, structural engineering came first, and computer science came later, and that was. Uh, longer than i care to admit <laughs> and sometime in the you know mid to late 80s <laughs> and what's super interesting is you know what's old is new again you know in in those days in the in the mid to late 80s those of us uh, those of you your listeners who are around would recognize that expert systems and ai was all the rage and i look back at you know today and everybody talks about ai and machine learning it's like finally 40 years later, it's fulfilling the promise that began. In fact, I did my master's thesis in in expert systems back in, you know, 84, 85. Uh, And uh, I had a wonderful journey from then on, uh, working uh, in software predominantly. My entire career has been in infrastructure software. Uh, I Also in between two software companies spent about four years in industry, so I actually worked for an engineering services company, designing water treatment plants and you know doing industrial hazardous waste projects. So that was wonderful as well. It informed so much of my outlook, working in the front line, so to speak. And then I realized my true calling and strengths were back in software. Then I spent you know the last uh, about 26 years at Bentley Systems, uh, you know starting off as a developer on their flagship products and then moving on through the ranks and then uh, being a chief product officer the last two years since leaving bentley i have done some uh, consulting uh, again all in infrastructure uh, for various companies i have uh done some um, advising of startups done a little bit of uh, angel investing just a little bit of everything and then of course spending a little bit more discretionary time on things that we you know didn't have the time to do, you know, with family and travel and things like that, even though COVID has been <laughs> a, an interesting challenge to navigate. But uh, so that's my that's my story so far. And I uh, love uh, I love the field. I love infrastructure. My my, my kids. Uh, I'm a techno optimist. That's that's the label I give myself because I, I, I truly believe that technology can solve lots of problems not all all the problems but lots lots of the world challenges we have so i'd like to continue that journey of learning and contributing as best i can that's awesome yeah and it's it's uh
0: it, you you can tell someone, if they had a passion for what they were doing so that when they end what they were doing on their own volition, on their own, they decide to continue uh, yep. in, in that space. And that's definitely what you're doing. So um, one, one of the things from your li- LinkedIn profile um, is the in twin Insights, which is a uh, consulting services uh, a kind of arm that, that, that you're working on. Um, and uh it states uh areas of expertise uh including digital transformation and digital twins so uh, i i want to dive into both of those but like not at the same time like let's let's go at this a little bit so let's start with Um, digital transformation. Uh, In my opinion, digital twin is part of somebody's potential digital transformation journey. So we'll Mm -hmm. we'll do a double click on digital twins. So those of you listeners that are digital twin geeks like myself, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. But first, um,
1: what does digital transformation mean to you? Well, uh, our generation or my generation has actually been a a true participant deeply in this. I began my career uh, almost at the infancy of of digital, right? We we began our career with drawing boards and drafting on paper and nobody does that anymore, right? So that's a Mm -hmm. stark example of digital transformation is something that's continuous and it's lasting decades. From a very, very long time, perhaps from the 60s, if you go back to you know where where it all began.
0: All right, so I want to dive in a little bit into uh, in-twin insights uh, that that you do consulting for. Um, in, uh, I believe on on LinkedIn it states areas of expertise including digital transformation and digital twins both uh, two juicy topics, right? And, and I, so I want to take um, one at a time and, and really, um, at least my understanding of, of my perspective is that digital twins is a potential part of someone's digital transformation journey. So I want to be able to pick both of those apart. So let's start with the digital transformation. Uh, wh- what does that mean to you in, in your experience?
1: I think you are uh, absolutely correct in that uh, my view of uh, Digital Twins is the same, that it's a, a a way to have a checkpoint along your journey. Uh, our, our personal and professional lives uh, have been blessed to be in a time of uh, immense digital uh, transformation, right? I, I began my career when we, were doing uh, design on paper, pre- pre-term pre CAD. And if you look at our specific industry, how it's dealt with digital transformation, every industry has dealt with it differently in our particular industry along that journey, which you know began with hardware and software and everything else, started creating terms and acronyms to help us along the way. So the first acronym that came about for us was CAD, which was- yep basically saying, hey, you're doing this on paper now, do this on the computer. And then once you kind of mimicked that business process, we said, hey, computers can do more than just draw lines and arcs. you got to get to intelligence. So we got to BIM, and then we got to GIS. And each of those came with uh, hardware disruptions, software disruptions, and you know companies adapting and absorbing it. But it, it created... Uh, Areas around where momentum could force people to change. Anything with transformation is forcing people to change the way they did something. So this rallies everybody around an idea. Solution providers come in, consultants come in, experts come in, and then you all get trained on it. So I think that as we've been a part of the journey with CAD and BIM and GIS, in that whole digital transformation canvas, Digital Twins is sort of that current arena that will, you know, be with us for a while. And as we double click into it, we can talk about, you know, where we've gotten so far. And uh, I think the other thought is, okay, uh, this digital transformation canvas, uh, how long is it going to last? It's certainly, if you really look back at it, it's been uh, perhaps 50 or 60 years really, right, since the the 50s and 60s and and it's going to last at least another couple of decades till we all get into into uh, the ultimate matrix. That's you know <laughs> when we're when we reach the end, is we're all a part of the matrix. That, that's yep. that's my view. Uh, up, upload
0: our consciousness, and there we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't have to worry about
1: physically building anything anymore. That's right. You think it, and it's there. It's like Inception, right? These 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 multiverses in your brain, you know. You're all, you're all plugged in and, and in some cocoon pod somewhere.
0: <laughs> I'm just not looking forward to the thing going in my, in my brainstem. There you go. Yeah. So, um, let, let's not go on that, that, that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, or maybe we should, I don't know. Maybe we'll, 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 we'll let the listeners vote that one. We can I come think, back I and think have, we, a... uh,
1: we, we have, we, you create a separate podcast for that, I think.
0: Yeah yeah the matrix the connected matrix yes um we might have a, some copyright infringement there but we'll 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 tackle that one so um i'll try to get back on on the on the correct road here for a second um, i feel like that there are um uh, you know different stakeholders there's, there's designers owners contractors that are each going through their own digital transformation and um some uh, are more heavily on the software side, um, others more heavily on the hardware side. Um, and then there's obviously the, the kind of the meeting between the two. So there's just, there's so many different things to consider, uh, in your experiences in your consulting services, are you seeing like a, a digital transformation roadmap start to appear or is it very different for every single organization?
1: I think roadmaps are are wonderful things and are needed. And as we uh, look at all of uh, the big disruptions that have happened, they usually come associated with a lot of uncertainty, right? You're You're changing the way things were done. And every industry, there are companies that latch onto it quickly, they're laggers, they're followers, and then the emergence of roadmaps gives everybody some way to move forward. And we, we all sort of need, need roadmaps in our lives. So I, I do think uh, there are roadmaps. I would uh, be a little uh, wary to assert that there can be a given roadmap for everybody in a given uh, you know, arena or field, because the starting conditions for every organization is different with their maturity levels. On the other hand, I do think there's certain, whether it's digital transformation in general uh, or digital twins in particular, there are certain pillars that are worth understanding deeply because they're crucial to its success of that initiative. And therefore, once you understand them and strategies around them, you can build roadmaps that are unique to where your starting condition is and uh, I think uh, the other point is starting with the end in mind, right? It's the why, right? The the next. So you go, you, you know why you are doing this? Not because everybody says we need to be doing it. Every organization has a why. And if you don't have it, you're not going to succeed, right? Because if you're doing it just because everybody else is doing it, they say, hey, we got to roll out CAD because everybody else is doing it. Your, your outcomes are not going to be as successful as you spend the time and you can communicate internally the why so that people get on the bandwagon because it comes with a lot of disruption, right? So starting with the why is super important. Having a roadmap is super important. And I think we can spend some time getting into what are the key pillars either with twins or with the transformation that really matter, you know? Because mm-hmm. one of the things, one of my ex, uh, you know, really smart, uh, uh, boss's ex-Bechtel guy talked about, the thing that happens with digital transformation is you get a lot of digital landfills. You know, <laughs> you got digital landfills everywhere, right? We've, we've, we've gone from physical landfills, you know, rooms full of paper, right? yeah, Like blueprints and everything else. And you're looking for where that goddamn drawing is, you know, yep. you know, in a facility manager's closet to... A, you know, disk drives and terabytes worth of digital landfills. You know that isn't really helpful, is it? You know? Just so the, the landfills of 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 usernames and passwords. Gosh, you know, we we all have that. So, uh, and and I think the other quick uh, thing I'll mention is uh, when I've observed through my consulting and, and advising is this uh, Conway's law that organizations design and communicate solutions that reflect their own internal structures, right? So if an owner has a CapEx team and an OpEx team, their mindset's gonna be around CapEx and OpEx and the bridge between the two is where, you know, uh, productivity loss happens. Yeah. So there's there's such a broad uh, opportunity set for all of us here, in terms of, you know, we're certainly, to use a baseball metaphor, I love cricket, but still, you know, we're in the early innings, really, of the value that we could be getting. True. Yeah.
0: So it, it's um, it's interesting. You, you brought up that the the Conway's Law, and because uh, I come from a, a, an owner specific or a perspective uh, within within our company, and. Um, a lot of times, one, one of the one of the products that we provide a value is um, process automation, right? And if you are automating a bad process, <laughs> all you're doing is bad things faster, yes. right? So it's exactly. it's uh, exactly. and digital transformation needs to be the ability to you know, steal something from Apple here, but think different, right? Like, hold on, like, let's not, let's not mirror what we're currently doing. If we have a process that involves 15 different approvals that is just like patting people on the back to make them feel better, like maybe we should, you know, maybe uh, adjust that and, and figure out a way to then utilize technology to actually make a, a difference It still it still involves the, the human having like you said the end in mind um and then you know uh, we, at Trimble we have uh, um a process called uh 343 three. so we we plan you know three months four quarters three years mm-hmm. um and we have a three-year or even sometimes a you know a, a five-year goal in mind but then you got to work back into increments to work towards that goal. So it sounds like for digital transformation, people need to understand the why mm-hmm. um, then then the, and then the what and the how. I don't know if I got that right with Simon Sinek yeah. it was the how yeah, exactly. and the so It's the why, um, what, and
1: how. And we all talk yeah. about the how first and then the what. Yeah. And we really never get to the why. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so most, most all we going to do is do it in reverse, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So
0: do you have examples of, of organizations that either you've heard of or you've worked with that, that, are, that are executing well on some of this digital transformation? And, and you had mentioned the pillars, some things that people can think about, like you need these pillars in place for the five to 10 year goal to actually come into fruition. So let, let's, let's dive into that a little bit. What are those, what are those pillars and, and do you know of uh, organizations that are executing on yep. them well?
1: So the uh, as you, as you were speaking, I was reflecting upon you know the uh, the adage that people like to you know a lot of software companies say, "Hey, our solution gets uh, the right pe- right information to the right person at the right time." You know, and and with with uh, some of the efforts, you get the wrong information to the right people at the right time. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh-huh. like all of a sudden, hang on, getting you know getting things faster without sort of Checking the veracity or the validity of information is is a bad idea, right? Yeah. So faster isn't necessarily always better uh, from from many fronts. And if if I touch upon the the pillars, so to speak, and and sort of the whys, uh, the the pillars, I think everybody today understands the value of data, right? Um, the digital landfill problem and we are creating digital data. I don't want to throw statistics at people. Everybody knows from their personal lives to their professional lives, data is getting created, whether that's structured data, semi-structured data, unstructured data. And having a data strategy is essential, right? It's one of the pillars, it's, if not the pillar, it's one of the main pillars for, for an organization. In the digital transformation journey to say, you know, it's it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your data is? You know, and and what sort of uh, strategies do you need to deploy for you and your supply chain around structured data, semi-structured data, and unstructured data. There's a role for each of them, right? And there's costs associated with each of them. And then beyond that, we could spend a whole podcast on data. Right, data taxonomies, uh, data openness, data sharing, data connectedness. And that's tends to be one of the key areas of uh, consulting and awareness. I'd say there's a lot of awareness about data and there's certainly a lot of uh, different levels of maturity. If you look at other industries uh, like FinTech and stuff like that, they're way ahead in how they manage, because there's regulatory stuff, there's a lot more digital transfer, you know, things. You can look at other industries as examples on how to do it better, right? We just have a complex supply chain in our industry, lots of closed systems, uh, you know, assets that, that last decades. So we do have a lot yeah. of different challenges when it comes around data. And so, like I said, I, it's one of my favorite topics. I could spend a lot of time on it, but that's that's a huge pillar. And uh, the, other, the other sort of pillar is, is, is sort of a, bus- is a business process because usually uh, there are business processes that uh, you are working on that transcend organizational boundaries, right? And it's a, it's a high order uh, thing to think about. Once you think about data, then above it, you should layer business process, not organizational structure. Usually when you look at stuff, it's above it is is thought the other way. You know, there's like a business process goes above data. And then there's, you know, emergent value. And uh, that's when you want to start with the why, right? What do you want? What what are outcomes you're looking for with digital transformation? You know, what are you trying to accelerate? Are you trying to accelerate... uh, uh, effective decision making uh one of one of the um, uh, you know sort of catchy things i've I've spoken about to kind of get people thinking around the why is say all right with digital transformation with with the emergence of say sensors and data all cloud and all these things and mobile Right, all of that stuff is enabling technologies happening around you. Uh, What can you do better than you could do before with digital transformation in general around say a topic of digital twins, right? And the idea can be as simple as saying, listen, uh, hindsight is understanding why something happened. If you're a contractor or you're an owner or you're a consulting company. If you're an owner, you have assets. If you're a pro- contractor, you've, you've constructed you know, something. If you have a consulting company, you've done a bunch of projects. Either it's you know, if you're an owner, you've got multiple facilities. At different levels of efficiency. Some co- projects as a contractor did well, some didn't. Now, do you know why this particular plant is running five times more efficiently than that one? Like, you know? If you look at your your assets, hindsight is making sense of what happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and there's a whole data strategy around it, and and a, a mindset around it. Then insight is knowing what's happening now. Right, I've got a a, a good friend who's a CIO at a, at a big oil and gas uh, provider, and they've instrumented their drilling rigs. At any given point in time on all, their frack, on all their wells everywhere, they have complete insight as to what's happening, right? Real time, in the field, on a dashboard, on their phone, based on data, okay? And then the predicting of what can go wrong before it goes wrong is foresight. So, a big why can be hey, we need to go from in- hindsight to insight to foresight on our digital assets, you know, with the digital transformation and digital twins. So, here's an example of starting with the why, and then you build out roadmaps and look at your pillars and start with. And then the third pillar, which is super important and gets the least um, attention sometimes, is around people. Change, you know, how do you roll out? Uh, training programs, change management, agility from a people-centric point of view. You know, that's always sort of doesn't happen and that's where a lot of things fail, right? Because if I'm in, in an organization, I conflate my tool with my job and not the business process that's spanning multiple groups, right? I'm an OPEX guy and that's all I care about is that versus, hey, what my real role is educating people as to that is it's that's a softer element of things but i probably doesn't have uh, as you know doesn't get as much airtime as it should
0: yeah yeah and and I probably this, covered a
1: lot of topics in that no, one. It does, right
0: <laughs> and it, and it fits well with like that whole um People process technology in that order in terms yeah. of the importance of of an organization. It's yep. the same thing with digital transformation, right? Is the it's the yes. people, that process, and, and the technology. And um, so we've I, we alluded to this at that at the beginning of of the episode is that we're going to have an opportunity to double click down on on digital twins. And and you've 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 given me the softball up there to yes. to kind of at, at that point there. So there was a um, I noticed that you had a a LinkedIn post um two years ago um that mentioned that you you participated in a podcast a year ago from then yes uh, digital twin opportunity for the industry has become even more real since then so okay now we're three years since that uh since that podcast where digital twins were becoming a reality um so how real are digital twins now and how real is that opportunity uh for for organizations
1: right um i think back to my my baseball metaphor i think we're still in the early innings i do think that with any new technology uh or or sort of acronym you go through you know the whole trough of disillusionment right there's a hype cycle around it right And everybody gets up talks about it and everybody's and then and then you're usually talking about it ahead of its time. Some, you know, quite often, if you're trying to, you know, sell a solution. And once people really sort of dig into it, they realize it's much harder than than it sounds. You know, it sounds really exciting. I think one of the uh, the uh, benefits of the term digital twin is it doesn't need explaining when when i talk to somebody outside of our field right you'd say cad bim gis you got to explain it you've lost already really in my opinion yeah when you have to explain the term whether it's erp crm cad bim gis it, it's sort of almost um uh, in the software industry space hey i want to define a three letter acronym and become the provider in that space because yep. gis equals cad equals bim equals and then you know i've captured the market right so it's almost like self-serving from a software vendor standpoint you know maybe maybe not i don't know but everybody latches on to it but to the outside an outsider from who's not in the know really doesn't get it right you got to explain it to them whereas you go to anybody you talk about digital twins they understand intuitively what you mean because we're sort of we're sort of walking into that world on our personal lives. We are all walking into a world of digital twins. Yep. You know, we're, we're wearing the smartwatches, we're wearing, you know, all sorts of instrumentation daily. You know, I, I joke about uh, a heart patient that, you know, bites into a burger and, and gets a, a notification from their cardiologist saying, hey, what are you doing? Your blood sugar just spiked up, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, because you're going to be instrumented tran- transmitting telemetry about your health yeah. to to your uh, people that you've opted into with privacy yeah. that you want them to monitor what's going on with you. Right. The predictive hindsight, insight, foresight thing.
0: And there's there's we... no difference in terms of the the construct the, the assets that are that that owners are 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 managing and or contractors are building.
1: Exactly. So if you extract you know that that analogy that you know something's gonna tell you that it's in trouble, right? The bridge telling you. So so the promise is immense. And and think where we are is still scratching the surface because of the challenges around data. Because, on, because of organizational structures, you know, where that's in the way of the real emergent value, because of the people, you know, because of those being in the way. Now they're celebrating small victories, right? I think you have to give people the uh, celebrate small wins along this journey, kind of thing, right? So I do think organizations have made progress. They haven't um, celebrated the wins enough sometimes, you know uh, from what I've seen. Okay. And so therefore part of that, uh, uh, engagement is also, Hey, you know, you, you take small steps back to your roadmap, you know, the four, three, four step or three, four, three step that you talked about when you chunk it down into a three week or a three month, uh, project, have something deliverable yep, and celebrate the win, you know? and i think that's uh and different uh, i've seen evidence at at owners uh where all of a sudden today uh, you know your 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 uh people in the field are getting proactively notified when something is going wrong you know and i think your word connected construction i think the other thing i'd like to point out is there's exponential value in connections, right? So when you have one data source and you add another data source and you connect the two, it's not linear in terms of the third and the fourth and the fifth data source, it's exponential. Of, yeah. You know, the value, emergent value you can get by connecting multiple data sources. You know, it's the same in our professional lives. If you look at it, I've got one data source, which is, you know, my my flights I'm gonna catch, right? It's there. I have another data source that's traffic. And all of a sudden, Google knows I have a flight and it's traffic, you better go now because traffic's building up. Guess what, there's a value of connecting two completely disparate data sources. And you add a third and the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. I think that's that's a, uh, and you got to give examples and use cases of stuff like that. And with every one of these, you're jumping across an organizational boundary. So the, interorganizational friction becomes something to deal with back to the people problem
0: yeah uh, i like these examples because they're very it, it, it's making me realize that you know d- digital twins as a overarching concept we're we're living it right like that yeah. whole that whole flight google like uh, you know uh, google traffic thing is 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 brilliant and we're 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 living that right now and it's you know it's very easily transposed onto onto a building project it's just a matter of uh, the owner deciding, like this is what we want the outcome to be, like you said yep. earlier. So, yeah. so Bupinder, uh, in, in incredibly enough, like we we could go. I think we this conversation could probably go on for like another two hours, and I'm certain that listeners don't have that much time in in, in their in their lives for it. So, we're actually at our our, our last question. Wow. Um, and yeah, it, it goes by very quickly. There's so many more threads that, uh, that, that I'd like to, to pull. So I, I, I might be asking you to come back for another show sometime, uh, sometime so we can kind of dive into a bit more of these topics, but here's the final question. We ask every single one of our guests, um, what's your motto, or you don't necessarily have to have your own personal motto. What's a motto that you've heard that you think is really interesting, uh, in, in a lesson to live by. Got it.
1: Well, I'll get to that, but could I just quickly, since I'm passionate about data, I just want to leave your users with, listeners with one sort of big idea in terms of, if you're looking at data, I think there are four pillars to to think about, right? Okay. The non-proprietary element of data is important, right? You need to think about it from an open standpoint. Trustworthiness. Hmm. Think about how trustworthy the data is. Connectedness. The more you connect, the more value you're going to get. And timeliness. Right around those four pillars, you got to build a data strategy. So that's one of the key things I impress upon everyone these days. You whether it's every you know it, it transcends any kind of industry we deal with. So I feel I feel bad if I don't leave that's your great. listeners with that one. You know, but anyway, coming back to your your final question, motto, uh, gosh, you know, uh, in my younger days, I don't I don't sort of aspire to that anymore. In my younger days, I kind of. I think I was in college somewhere. I, I, I came across this uh, big paragraph, which I remember. I'll sort of do a hackney job of it. It was something around the tunes of uh, uh, only by hurling yourself into the path of destruction can you truly discover what's indestructible about you. It was something by Karl Fried von Durkheim or somebody, you know. Okay. And I kind of translated that to mean you got to get out of your comfort zone, right? Like every time I got comfortable, I got uncomfortable. So it was like one of those things that as a personal motto, it became push yourself to keep learning and push yourself out of your comfort zone and then you can truly you know, learn who you are, right? That was sort of a, a phrase that probably served me in good stead in my career, but I certainly don't aspire to that motto anymore. And so yeah. I think today, if you looked at it, I'd say, hey, live a joyous life. And recognize, back to your connected construction metaphor, we're all connected to each other. So I can't have a joyous life if I'm surrounded by suffering. Yeah? Yeah. So, so if I've got to live a joyous life, I've got to try and connect that joyous life. So anyway, that's, that's sort of my, my current motto.
0: I like that. I like both, really. And um, the, the the previous one is very. It, it fits well into the discussion around an organization trying to find that that digital transformation journey and whatnot. Be like you got to kind of put yourself out there in the path of destruction in order to actually do it. You got to you got to change the way things are going and and try to and try to figure out the the better uh, smarter way of going about it. So that kind of makes this whole conversation come full circle. So that's re- that's, that's right. perfect. So, uh, uh, Bupinder Singh, uh, again, uh, former Chief Product Officer at Bentley Systems, now a data evangelist uh, in in the industry. Uh, Thank you so much for for joining us today.
1: Hey, it's been a privilege, Matt, and uh, thank you so much for what you do.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, And to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, thank you so much. Uh, And until next time, everybody, Stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.